Welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. Featuring sysadmin expert, Don Pizzette. Security specialist, Daniel Lowry. And Peter. Hello and welcome to Technado with Don Pizzette. I'm your host, Peter Van Rysdam, and I'm joined today not by Don Pizzette. I think he told us that he might be out this week and, and the prophecy came true, but we have Wes Bryan, who, uh, big, big common, you know, guy that come in and, what do I call you? The, you're like the replacement. I'm you're the like filler. the number one. Yeah. yeah, I'm the filler. No, you're the understudy, but you're... <laughs> the understudy. Yeah. Welcome, we Wes. Go. How Thank are you? you? Thank you. Oh, man, it's great to be here. I love being on Technado. You guys have been busy. You're, you're, <laughs> Technado. That's you're right. filming uh, A+, plus, right? We are. Absolutely. We kicked that off this week. Uh, it's It's been going good. New set, new things, new ideas. New a lot objectives. of people looking at it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Enjoying it. And Daniel, how are you today? I'm I'm very well. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> what are you up to? I'm up to no good filming? as usual. Are you filming? Yeah, I'm filming right, right now? now. I'm doing a um, web app penetration testing Ooh. series. Love so, it. So, yeah, good stuff. That, that's what the people like to see. <laughs> and we are joined today by our special guest. We have Chris Kane, who is the VP and GM of Electric Industrial Products uh, at Keysight Technologies. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How, how did you get both GM and VP? <laughs> <laughs> well, I paid double the price. Okay. Oh, there we go. I think they're supposed to be paying you. I'm not sure. <laughs> You might want to look into that, but well, you've got some some cool stuff behind you, and we want to get to know a little bit yeah. more about that, a little bit uh, more about you in our first segment, which is rapid fire questions. Who do you work for? What's new? Who are you? What's happening? What's wrong with you? Don't worry, those are not the questions. Uh, <laughs> but what we're going to do is we're going to put five minutes on the clock, and we're going to uh, go around and and each ask you some questions here, get to know you a little bit more, and uh, if you go over, we will buzz you. But. We probably won't because we're nice people. So let's go ahead and get started. I'll ask you the first question, kind of a softball, but uh, can you give us a little bit of an overview of Keysight Technologies? Sure. So Keysight Technologies is a $5 billion revenue company, about 14,000 employees operating in over 80 countries around the world. And while we've been in business for 82 years, we've had our name for just the past seven. Who were you guys before? We started as a little startup in Palo Alto in a garage that was called Hewlett Packard. And oh, then that was spun that. off to a company called Agilent Technologies in 1999. And then we spun out of Agilent in 2014. All right. All right. Uh, you know, Chris, thanks for joining us. When it comes to the utilization of Keysight products, uh, can you t give us an example? What types of organizations are using the products? So basically, anybody who has electrical engineers or technicians that are wanting to make uh, very precise, accurate, and repeatable electronic measurements, that's our business. So a lot of electrical engineers use our products uh, to design things like 5G, optical communications, internet traffic. Uh, we actually do a lot of protocol testing as well. And so anything that is uh, can be measured through electronic means or a transducer, we're in that business. Well, I will take your word for that. And if uh, <laughs> if it is true, those things behind you look like they're doing something really, really cool. So that's there's always that. Now, that said, the most people that we talk to on our podcast come from a technical background, mm -hmm. either IT or development. But you kind of took a weird way here. Can you kind of give us an idea of basically how did you get where you are today? Well, let's see. 30, gosh, 38 years ago, I... Uh, exited from university with a computer engineering degree, which just meant that I could do both digital design and I wrote software. And 
for the next 10 years. And then, as they say, I went to the dark side, moved into management, and have been there ever since. I still keep a big toe in technology pieces, um, and I still very much enjoy playing with different pieces of technology. My life goal is actually I love creating things. So I moved from creating electronics and software systems to now I create businesses. Makes sense. So, uh, what does your day to day look like? I, I, you know, I joke that you're VP and GM of Electric Industrial Products, but um, do you, do you still get to play with with the electronics at work, or, or did you mean like personally, you're you're you know doing that as a hobby, or, or is that still something you get to do on well, the day to day? Actually, a little bit of both. I checked this morning, so my home IP network has. 45 uh, IP addresses, and uh, I also have another 30 ZigBee devices. So one of my hobbies is obviously I play a lot with different uh, electronic systems and integrate them together and do a little software, but not that much. I have equipment behind me that we sell, and uh, uh, once in a while I get to still play with that, which is a lot of fun. Very cool. So I was looking through the website and there's, there's some really cool case studies, everything from, I wrote down a few like 5G towers, which you were mentioning, electric vehicles, mm-hmm. hospitals and wearables. Mm-hmm. What what are, uh, what's one of the applications of your products that you look back on and you're kind of most proud of seeing it uh, in, in that use case? Oh, wow. There's so many. Um, I think one of the coolest things that we've done more recently is that there's a company in Australia that we're working with. We actually make a lot of radio frequency, electronic technology, both wired and wireless. And in the wireless area, you can actually use RF. Uh, you probably know it as like radar in an automobile or, or in an airplane kind of thing. But you can also use that system to actually scan a human being and, and, and discern some things inside the body, kind of like an MRI but at a different level of, of, of uh, observation and safety, and it's very safe. And so we actually helped uh, that company leverage RRF technology to create a headset that's actually put on people's head. It has a whole bunch of transducers. It allows you to image a stroke and note the placement location of the stroke so you can actually apply uh, therapeutics uh, in the first they call it the magic hour. If you can get to a stroke patient in the first hour and start to address the stroke with medication or other things, you can likely save that person's life and minimize the damage. So that's a huge, obviously, helping intercept and save lives in that case. Using our electronics technology, very proud of that. That's awesome. Very interesting. So you're saying, so not like to let you know a stroke might happen, but after the strokes happened, it, it lets you kind of pinpoint where the issue took place? Correct. In, in just a few minutes, as opposed to getting a patient one an MRI can take time and getting them prepped and in it right more time. So if you can actually put this like in the ambulance, as you pick the person up and scan them quickly, yeah. that makes a huge difference in, in being able to discern the location and the severity of the stroke. Very cool. That's That's mm-hmm. got to be... Like you said, rewarding to to work on. Well, uh, while we got here, we wanted to to get your uh, input on on something else that, that's going on in the world. Where uh, so in our next segment, we're going to talk about the new norm here in terms of technology and how it's affecting education and e-learning. And that's something you know that's very near and dear to us here. And we you know we do IT training, so uh, we're keeping an eye on that. But yeah, so much has changed since since COVID, really, in terms of e-learning, and 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 uh, you know we we've had to accelerate uh, the new development there. So uh, let, let's just kind of start off. What what do you see as as the new norm? Are we uh, are we there yet, or are we continuing to uh, to add new technologies that are going to change that norm here in the, in the near future? 
So that's a great question. So I'd say we're, we're definitely embracing the new norm. Uh, a lot of us are like in this podcast, we're doing this in a safe telepresence way. You mentioned what I do every day as a VP and GM. I have a lot of meetings, almost all of them remotely. I've been working out of this home office. I live in Santa Rosa, California. I've been, it'll be two years uh, in about a month <laughs> that I've been working out of this office consistently uh, in the pandemic. So one of the things that, like in the products behind me that we've invested in is the ability to use those remotely from anywhere in the world, which of course is crucial to support things like remote or hybrid learning, which with the emergence of Omicron, a lot of universities have had to go back down into lockdown and do more remote learning, where there may be a lab full of the instruments like the ones behind me, but the students access them from their dorms or even halfway around the world, it doesn't really matter and then be able to use them and operate them remotely or with somebody that's on the other end. And that's very critical to make sure that we train the next generation. As you said, uh, learning and continuous learning are just critical, especially as we go through all the digital transformations that are occurring around us, all accelerated by the pandemic. Is that something that, that wasn't in the products before that you had to, to add in once this started, or, or is it just kind of a feature that you've been uh, you know, expanding since, since uh, the pandemic began? That's a great question. We've always had it in there because we've actually supported global customers for quite some time who have to operate equipment remotely across a continent, across an ocean. But we've certainly ramped that up. In fact, when we introduced these products, they came with software that was specifically designed not only for remote access, but we also provide cloud-based software to help manage a lab full of these instruments efficiently. So we're developing more software technologies to allow people to utilize this equipment remotely, not just view it, but be able to control it, like reset it up for the next lab, the next exercise in, in a teaching lab. We provide software that does that. So when you talk about remote learning at, at Keysight, are there uh, products you make specific for that industry, or are you talking about remotely being able to teach people how to use your products? So again, yes and yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, so these products behind me were actually designed specifically for entry-level users, including people in educational environments. They're completely capable instruments. They actually leverage technology from some of our, our top-end products, and, and they've just been simplified, and they have a big screen, but they have all the same capability that a mainstream product has. So that's a great learning vehicle. Uh, at the same time, as I said, we developed this remote access software so it can be accessed anywhere. And then we actually price them very competitively so that we, we can make them available. In fact, I just gave out two sets of these units at a recent IEEE uh, event uh, called the Rising Star event. So encouraging the next generation uh, to come up to speed and so become incredible engineers. So it's almost like, I mean, we, we use things like, you know, uh, remote labs where we can log into a virtual machine or something. So it's the same kind of thing where students could get on there and, and kind of play around and, uh, well, you know, not screw up real world environments. <laughs> That's right. It, exactly. And or be able to recreate it so the instructor can go in and reset everything back to the baseline so that so that the students can start again or load it up with preset configuration for the next exercise or students can actually load it up with something they've learned and share it with their other teammates. Very cool. So in, in terms of, uh, you know, how people would get involved with this, I know you've got the Keysight University courses. Is that kind of how people would, would interact with those devices? That's one way. So we have Keysight University courses, which are it's e-learning for engineers done by engineers. We have a lot of YouTube videos 
Um, we're not unlike any any business that uh, people need to operationally know how to do a small thing. So we've got hundreds of two and three minute videos out there to help people get through uh, the problem of the day, so to speak. And then of course we have lots of material that talks about effective and efficient use of products like the one behind me and other products that we have uh, to, to serve our business of essentially helping create communications and uh, computing systems uh, for everyone on the planet. So where would people go if they wanna check those out? www.keysite.com. Easy enough. There See, I go. like it when people actually can get the the real domain because yeah. otherwise, you know, you get the uh, key dash site international <laughs> yeah. LLC. It's or never fun. Key site with no vowels. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no vowels. it's all in Cyrillic, but it's S I G H T. That that kind of site, just to clarify, uh, for those that are uh, just listening. So yeah, keysite.com, and you've got so you've got the university courses, and then uh, the test instruments are are there as well. So I think we can drop some of those links uh, down in the description uh, when we post oh, this video, but. Uh, but yeah, that that's really cool, and that gives people a chance to to get in there and and play with it. So, uh, you know, Chris, we want to thank you for for taking the time to kind of walk us through that and and uh, and share those with us. Mm -hmm. yeah, thank you for being well, wonderful here. to be here today, and gentlemen. I hope you have a fine day. You too. And I assume when you said you you sent those to someone, they're they're coming here. So we'll I'll keep an eye out uh, up front for the delivery of those those new uh, devices that I won't absolutely that I won't know Checks how to use. But <laughs> but I can learn. I can go to the Keystone University. There you go. And I can figure it out. All right, Chris. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, everybody, stay tuned. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and look at the news from this week on Technado with Don Pizzette. This is Kevin. He's studying online for a Microsoft certification and using another online IT training service. He's also on his second pot of coffee today to stay awake. And this is Kyle. He's also studying Microsoft but using IT Pro TV. Rather than watching a boring voiceover PowerPoint, he's actually enjoying the training with two hosts in an interactive format. Both Kevin and Kyle have access to virtual labs and practice tests, but Kyle can also get help through a live chat with other IT Pro TV members and his instructors, as well as post to a Q&A forum. He can even search for exactly what he's looking for in the interactive video transcripts, all while paying less than Kevin. Oh, and Kyle can also watch in comfort via Roku app. Kevin and Kyle are both learning IT. But Kyle is enjoying the journey. Want to be more like Kyle? Here the plans to start your IT Pro TV membership today. All right, welcome back to TechNado with Don Pizzette. Thank you so much to Chris for joining us. And uh, I'll see if I get any of those cool gadgets in the mail. I'll let you guys play with them. I don't know what I measure. I bet you they're... A Probably a little bit uh, pricey. Little, yeah, probably. Just so we they have a lot of blinkies on them, and we will break them. So oh, eBay. oh, yeah, yeah, they're going right. Yeah, down you ask Dan about me. Dan, Dan will tell you. I'll break get the insurance on it when he sends it <laughs> to right. you. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. We're testing out the warranty. Yeah, I'm gonna need that protection plan. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a lot of news to get to this week, and the first one comes to. It's funny. I, I looked at the domain and I was like, their cord. Nope, that's the record. The record <laughs> dot media. That's right. Didn't make sense for a second. All right. Chrome will limit access to private networks, citing security reasons. So is this saying that that my my Chrome, if I tell it to go somewhere, will will not let me go to that where? So kind of, but not the way in which you're thinking about it. Okay. So if you're like, hey, I want to go access a website, it's not going to tell you, no, you can't go to that website. So what what they're trying to implement is a new protocol to stop malware from reaching inside of your own home personal network and accessing resources there. 
that's what this is all about. So it is a security bump, like, so that they don't go, oh, well, how about that? There's a nice router at 192.168.0.1. Maybe it has a vulnerability that I can exploit and start to have some sort of conversation with it. And that's, that's a, so from now on, what it'll do with this new protocol is it will say, if I receive a request for an internal resource, it must first pass the test that we allow that type of thing. If it doesn't, which by default nothing will, then it won't allow access into those resources. So it makes you safer. And we should have those private IP addresses that you would think theoretically should be obfuscated, but there's tax that reach right through those, right? Today without well, this technology. E even if they're like not giving it out, they're mm -hmm. very common. So sure. most things when you pull them up out of the box and they got a network connection of some site are probably defaulted to some sort of 192. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Especially when it comes to like home routers. And I could think of 1.1 and 0.1 right off the top of my head. Right. Okay. So you yeah. just guess that that is true. Sure. And it goes, oh yeah, I have something at 192.168.0.1. Okay. Here you go. Uh, oh, let me pass a username and admin or, and password to it and see if that gets anywhere. So the division yeah. between public and private IP addresses doesn't Just kind of gets blurred. So you're, sure. you're basically your browser becomes a proxy Interesting. from the outside to in, and that's where the danger lies, and they're trying to mitigate that. And the proxies aren't anything new, right? We've been using proxies for well, a while, but we've been doing everybody goes through a web server, not everybody has... This is a little different, right? Well, yeah. Because everybody a has different. a web browser. Well, and the proxies you're talking about are mm. purposeful. Like, yes. We know and intend to use them for the purposes of filtering, or caching, or mm -hmm. both, or whatever, right? So mm -hmm. th those are great. When you don't know that your browser has become a proxy to a malicious group, that's a problem. Yes, it is. Right. So that's what they're trying to mitigate using oh, this new protocol. And when you said everyone has a, a web browser too, not to brag, but I have three. Oh, oh, I bet you Look probably you. got yeah. fifty tabs open too. Don't be bougie. Yeah, twenty-five. Yeah. Three <laughs> browsers. <laughs> they're all free. Do you have a Veblen browser? Don't know what that means. Yeah, that's a fun word. Go look that up. Veblen Goods. V-E-B-L-E-N, Veblen. I've learned <laughs> not to type in things that you guys told me to type uh, in. Wes is on his computer right now. Going, <laughs> yeah. Enjoy I your virus. Totally <laughs> there. not doing that. So <laughs> is this, uh, Daniel, would you say like this is, is stopping a, a pretty common attack vector? or I don't know how common it is. Honestly, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm more of, a, um, of an attacker than I am a defender, but I do it for defensive purposes, right? Yeah. So as far as like statistically how, how often this happens, I did see a couple of articles that were linked in this article that talked about some use cases where that actually occurred. And it is kind of complex in, at least from what I was seeing tertiarily. Um, so I would assume this doesn't happen often, but I'm assuming that it does happen enough that Clearly Google, often enough that, Google yeah. is like, you know what? We should probably do something about this uh, before it becomes horrible and dumpster fire style. On a negative side, though, from a like a system admin perspective, would this make anything harder? Like, oh, now you can't get to the internet, or so if you were like running a website, that might make it more difficult, right? Because now you have to understand that browsers are not going to be defaulted to the fact that it'll allow for this. Mm -hmm. So if you have an internal resource that you are reaching to that, so if I make a request to a website and it needs to grab a resource that is internal to that domain, then these things need to be allowed. Otherwise it's going to go, it's not the, it's not the only way we've ever seen this before. This is what cores is all about. The mm -hmm. cross origin resource sharing thing that happens when uh, you'll see these headers in uh, your HTTP requests, 
that's what it's trying to help with. Like, oh, this didn't originate from me, therefore I'm not going to allow for it. It seems to be the same type of idea, at least along those those veins. I really I haven't seen a lot of technical details on this, just an overview on what they want to do and how they want to work it. So I would assume it would be kind of along the same lines as that. You just have to add another step maybe. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's take a look at our next article, which comes to us over at neowin.net. Ad hole, the massive public pie hole instance shuts down. And you know me, historically, I, I do not use the ad blockers because it goes against my religion as a marketing person. Yes. Um, but is, is that kind of what this is? I mean, like before we explain why it's shutting down. Do you down, legit sit there and watch ads? Like, oh, I, because you're like, oh, I'm a marketer. I can't. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I owe it to them. You know, I got yeah, yeah, to hold yeah. it down. I got to represent. That's I think right. about I the poor guy trying money. to feed his family. Right. You, you, you never hit skip money. ad. No, I skipped the ad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, shunned. But you I watched shunned. Those, I watched those six seconds. Does that count? <laughs> they still pay. Okay. Well, then, yeah, yeah it counts. So what? what is ad hole slash pie hole? I assume there's like rats pies involved. Are the rest pies involved? <laughs> well, probably. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ad Hole is a public service that is based off of the idea of the pie hole, which is where you take a Raspberry Pi, you put on the software called Pie Hole. It's written in Python, hence the idea uh, of Pie Hole. Or, actually, I'm sorry, Raspberry Pi, but I think it is written in Python. Uh, it just happens to pie pie it up. Oh, right? man. There you go. Double, Double pie. pies. Yep, there we go. Um, and what it does is it becomes a DNS server on your network. Mm -hmm. And so you, you tell all your devices, hey, if you need DNS, go to the Pi Hole. And the Pi Hole will tell you, oh, this is how you get to that site and how you get to that site. Well, it also has a list of tracking domains and just information stuff. Like we all know that Google, Facebook, you know, YouTube, all these sites are just basically scrutinizing everything you do. They know when you take a dump. I've heard that. Yes. And that's that's not a joke. They literally know when you go to the bathroom and advertise, oh, well, we've noticed that you're off your schedule. Here's mm -hmm. a stool softener. Maybe you need that. Wow. Uh, so, yes, they are tracking you down to that level. So people are uncomfortable with this level of giving up information. So you take a pie hole, you put it on your network, and it goes, oh, there's that, uh, you know, Google dump tracker. Let me go ahead and just block. Filter it out. It, yeah, it filters out. Basically mm -hmm. says, you can go, it, it exists nowhere. Right. And it goes, oh, I can't get to that. Everything else works fine. Right? So if you yeah. want to go to Google, Google will resolve and you can get to that page and search. But when you search those first results that say add, 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 they don't show up. You get nothing. Well, some people aren't as tech savvy as others, but they still want to, you know, take advantage of this type of service. Ad hole was born. Somebody said, let's just put it on the internet and then you can route to us and we will block your traffic for you. So you don't need a physical device on your network. Though. Right. And all the configuration that goes along. Right. Right. Well, it is a, it's a maintenance nightmare. I have a pie hole and you're constantly updating it, working with it, oh, so tweaking okay. it because you're like, oh, now YouTube doesn't work because they hate us because they know we're blocking their ads. Mm. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I moved to Rumble or whatever, you know, Odyssey. <laughs> they, they don't care, uh, you know, uh, but YouTube does. Mm -hmm. So they're constantly like an ever shift. It's, it's like a cat and mouse game. Oh, you block these? Well, now we've got these domains. So you're having to update your domains and list them well. When AdHole puts it online, people go, oh, that's great. I don't have to build my own. I can just rely on them. But this is a free service that they're putting out. And yep. Guess probably, what? you know, like you said, if, if it's 
a pain in the butt to manage your own individual one at home. It's yeah. probably a pain in the butt. You can imagine having thousands like of users. So can can users now use yours, Daniel? Can they use mine? No. Yeah, can they just round all their traffic? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Mine's only internal, so I don't expose it to the internet. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's that. Well, you will have to find a new option if... Uh, yeah, if you're using that hole. And a, a a lot of, so there. a lot of devices kind of have this stuff baked in. I know Nate, uh, there's other services as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, but don't quote me on that. And I believe that like things like... Um, PFSense? PFSense, thank yeah. you. Yes, yeah. PFSense yeah, kind of has in. this functionality built into it. Other firewall slash VPN connectors, that, that kind of stuff. A lot of times you'll see this as just a, a function. Oh, let me turn that on. And they'll have you know curated lists and things and you can just tell it to use those lists gotcha all right uh, let's take a look at the next one here and uh yeah this is this is bad um so is this is this who got pwned no 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 one's getting pwned yet even though a lot of people are getting pwned on this one yeah. uh this is from arstechnica.com <laughs> scammers put fake qr codes on parking meters to intercept Parker's payments because a lot of those places now uh, let's see this this specific one we're talking about it seems to be across Texas Houston Austin San Antonio you go and you and you pay with a mobile device or uh, at, at the uh, you know that that parking meter and what's to stop somebody from just slapping a different sticker on top of that and Absolutely it, would you do like a man in the middle then is it basically like I'm still letting you go and, and pay for the parking no. but I'm capturing the credit card on the way no this does not allow you to do anything it was just a straight up fake site the the uh, city of Austin or whoever it was that I can't remember was it Austin uh it's at San Austin Antonio. Houston, San Antonio, San Antonio. San Antonio? So, yeah. sure. so neither of them use QR codes mm-hmm. so there ah, there never okay. was an ability to pay <laughs> that way yeah there's someone the just man in the slept, middle. right they just set up a fake page that took payments put a QR code on said to pay with your phone use the QR code and people scan it mm-hmm. this is why you don't use QR codes because QR codes are I don't know what that is right it's just this blob of mm-hmm black squares on a white background and but scan it and it. you will it will yeah. do something scan yeah, it absolutely. and it'll do something mm-hmm. yeah so i'll give you an example you you uh nate uh, you mentioned him yeah. i remember a while ago there was a app called tasker oh and yeah you could set up profiles right and you could attach it to qr codes and it would literally configure your device based on the tap of that code so can nice. you imagine i can't read the qr code can you imagine just putting those somewhere just randomly uh, selecting them and scanning them and now whatever happens to your phone happens to your phone yeah that's why we've been like security um you know the, the community. ecosystem community yeah. has been saying do not that's use not. qr codes mm-hmm. you just if i put a qr code on my shirt and you walk up oh scan cool yeah you just you know is there is there something, something else that that downloaded my malware it's like that that you that would be safer, like uh, the, the one that comes to mind. Uh, and probably, yeah, I was going to say NFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, yes. tapping the phone. Is that the because same Because that problems, has encryption. Though? No, that no. has encryption built in. That's why you can go to a vending machine and pay because there's okay. like AES encryption on the, on the chips, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it just makes the connection securely and then transfers that. If it doesn't make that connection, it's, it's not going to, it's going to go, what certificate is this again? Yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. Piss off. And I don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm sure there there are exceptions, but 
for the most part, at this point, every phone that that's got a camera that could do QR codes probably has NFC. I mean, iPhones had it for yeah, the last several been generations. For quite a while now, yeah. yeah. Well, iPhone took a while to to get out uh, when Google as they do. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you were seeing Android users doing stuff. I mean, I can cool. I can do that cool uh, focus shift now with the new iPhone 13, yeah, which I've, is cool. I've got 16 cameras, but I can't make a payment on my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got 16. Do any of them? What, have what NFC? they should just do is sell you a DSLR that you can read your email on. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be Cool. All those old Blackberries now that don't work yeah, anymore. That's you can, it. Just can you turn one of them in there? Into something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just shove that into a DSLR. Well, you know, the scary thing, if you look at like Samsung devices or just in general some Android devices, when you're trying to do, you're upgrading to a new phone or changing phones, what do yeah. you have to do? Touch them together and you transfer right. all your files. Mm-hmm. There you go. So you have to be very, very careful with something like that. Cause, yeah, because that sounds like someone could nefariously like bump up next to you, you know, on, on the subway and, and initiate something. But but you need to do something on your phone to say, Correct. Uh, yes. I allow this connection. Yeah. So back to the QR codes, though. I mean, I know like if I'm looking at a, a link online, I can hover my mouse over and I can see what that link is going to be and I can mm-hmm. get a feel for, oh, that doesn't look right. With QR codes, I know it pops up something, at least Sometimes on my phone, to say, does. taking you to this, but they could just probably yeah. say, yeah. Oh, no taking you to... Link shortener. Well, yeah, yeah typo squatting. Have, you know, so yeah. nothing nothing really you can do there. Nah. No. And you They're just dangerous. You Don't use them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've always said. Do not pay for parking in Texas. Uh, now i got to go replace all my stickers. Yeah. Apparently it took them. I mean, uh, someone's got to go replace all their stickers. That's right. Yeah. Are you the guy putting all those stickers on gas pumps? No. No. I'm, I'm so scared of gas pumps. You should you know, be. Because yes. of all the things. And, Dude, and when you look at some of the ingenious mechanisms that these people devise, I've seen it to where they've actually like configured a, an array of mirrors so they can put a camera on the one mirror <laughs> and, and catch it can the pin. see what your pin is. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've started trying to use the tap one whenever I can. Yeah, at those just because I don't know that seems safer. Is that the same kind of situation? Where mm-hmm. that's it's like NFC, yeah. So. yeah, it's an FC key fob. Yeah. So, and a lot of times that doesn't even ask for a pin then, because it doesn't need to. Yeah, you got s- certificates built in there. So. Yeah, make that secure. All right, so I'll continue to do that. Good yeah. to know. <laughs> Daniel says that's the safest. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> yeah. I got the Daniel seal of approval. No, it does not. Stop <laughs> saying my name. <laughs> All right. Danwell. Uh, <laughs> Danwell? Well, yeah, Danwell. <laughs> All right, well, we've pointed out that someone is going to get pwned, so let's find out in this week's Who Got Pwned. Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. And it was the people of Ukraine this week, <laughs> according to Microsoft.com over on their blogs. Malware attacks targeting the Ukraine government. And again? It, it, yeah. <laughs> no, well, not only they're initiating. Why doesn't yeah. it say again? <laughs> well, so this makes me think, you know, there's been so much talk in the news recently about, uh, you know, the tensions with Ukraine and, and Russia ramping up. And it seems like when a war would start before, the first wave would be, you know, the bombers come in and they and they bomb communication sites and they bomb mm-hmm. supply things. That's almost what this is, it feels like, that now instead of doing that, well, we'll just bomb them Digitally. remotely. Yeah. Through cyber, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, It think, does seem like that, yes. Because, I mean, I'll give you, you know, two guesses of, of where these attacks are coming from. Brazil. Uh, The Brazilian government is very upset with the Ukrainians. (laughs) No, no, I'm sorry. That was one of your guesses. All right. (laughs) The penguins of Antarctica have risen up. Oh, that's it. It is. That is it. I was not expecting that. Oh, no, they're routing the traffic through the penguin Uh, servers. It uh, it is Russia. Ransomware over avian carrier. I've never even heard of Russia. This is something you made up, right? (laughs) 
Yes, it's it's part of Ukraine apparently. <laughs> if you ask Russia, you give them the opportunity. <laughs> give them a week. But uh, so, are these um, a new kind of attack? I mean, this is like you said, it's just again. So it's just uh, you know just ramping up their malware efforts. At some so it's it said that the malware that they were using isn't. It, it looks like ransomware, but it's actually like. Deleteware, yeah, know, devastation yeah, where destroyware, yeah, you know. exactly. Like, so you can pay us too, but we're the still first time we're going to take this systems kind of thing, out, right? Mm-hmm. So it looks like ma- or, uh, ransomware, but the ransomware gives the attacker control over whether or not they want to destroy the end host. Uh, not physically, you know, it's not going to yeah. burst into flames or anything. But <laughs> <laughs> even though. I wouldn't say I would want that to happen, but it'd be kind of bitching to watch. We, we, we <laughs> talked with someone a long time ago, uh, the guest, where they had done something where they were making 3D printers catch on fire remotely. Oh, yeah, uh, that's Because they right. could overheat it. So potentially that, that could exist where we could just burn down your Yeah, well, there was, a, um, there was a, a guy that, was, that went to like a Black Hat or a DEF CON talk one time, and there was a challenge that was issued at one of the talks that could you remotely destroy a disk? Like physically like destroy. Like physically destroy a disk, right? So the like if we needed to, okay, I need to, I'm not home and my disk is getting ready to get stolen. I need to destroy it. Could you do that? Well, this guy was like an engineer, and like he I called in a drone out, strike on your he house. He figured out how to do it, and he did a talk. But he was like, had gone down this like tinfoil hat rabbit hole yeah. of, and he did the talk in a full fire retardant suit. You couldn't see his face to protect him. Yeah, he anonymity? ended up like dig, digging all these tunnels underneath his house. Oh, goodness, and a fire broke out, and this guy that he had hired to help him dig, who lived in the tunnels for the week. Right, and then he would take him out, blindfold him, and drive him around town, making him think he was hours away, and then drop him off. <laughs> He's yeah. his neighbor. So uh, yeah. this dude was straight up paranoid, and the guy died in the tunnel. In the tunnels, oh, yeah, wow. smoking. So he was also like a hoarder, and when the fire broke out in the house, it like blocked the exit, and oh, the guy sure. couldn't get out. And oh, he died. oh yeah, it was horrible. What did, um, he, what did he just make the disc spin so fast? It was- so he used thermite. He he figured out the exact like formula of thermite he would need to destroy the disks, but not melt down below into the actual computer. So only wow. the disks would be destroyed without setting the place on fire. Well, that's not that's not, not how his house caught on fire. His oh, house caught okay. on fire from the digging and the. <laughs> I was going to say he did not. <laughs> and the hoarding, yeah, and the hoarding, <laughs> not the thermite. <laughs> no, no, go no. figure. I wish I could remember that dude's name. I think there was a Darknet Diaries episode about that. Oh, was, okay, yeah. That sounds like the perfect Darknet. Yeah, Diaries it episode. was very interesting. <laughs> Huh. So anyway, anyway, back, back to this. Uh, <laughs> Random aside. This was uh, this was not an effort to exfiltrate the data. Not an effort to really get ransom. Just an effort to really mess things up. It's what it, that's what it seems like. Because because like. I think their targets so far have been like um, executive branch of government in, yeah. in Ukraine. Mm. So yeah, this this has all the uh, could just be some random a hole. Could be probably not. Probably, it's yeah. probably a very would like, you say it's probably an pointed a hole. It's like, like an APT or something. An APT, you think a, yeah, a big. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see right. or just state sponsored. And I, I'm saying this jokingly, but this isn't a random script, Kitty. This isn't somebody that just does this for a hobby. This is somebody that's got a lot, probably a lot uh, of. Money. Unlikely that it's a, a script, Kitty. Yeah, it's like very unlikely. the luckiest <laughs> script. Kitty. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I just ooh. happened to put all this yeah. stuff together. And it just oh, fell in place. Yeah, what'd you hack? 
All of Ukraine. The Ukrainian government. I fell down Believe the stairs and landed on my feet. Yep. Congratulations. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Feather in your cap. Yeah, you, you can get hired anywhere. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, our... Until the Ukrainian hitman comes along. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, anywhere but Ukraine yeah. is where you could get hired. You don't want to go there. Uh, all right. Uh, we're, we're kind of in the same lines here with this next article, which is Behind Bars. song never gets old. No, it doesn't. We still don't know the words to the chorus, but, you know. Policeman give me no break. Sure, yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, this one is from ArsTechnica.com. Don't don't do any more because we'll have to pay for it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, busted. Find us on Rumble where they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Russia says it has neutralized the cutthroat uh, Revol. We said Revol, right? I say Revol. Revol. Let's go with Revol. Revol ransomware gang, a big game hunter. Revol has menaced the world for three years with massive attacks. This was the 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 group that did the the pipeline attack the colonial pipeline i believe so yes and so yeah big big time uh big time group and and i i gotta say i'm surprised that it's russia because i mean isn't russia kind of known as a haven uh as long as you're not hacking russia you know i i don't know what's going on over there they seem you know maybe it, it could be a complete like a ruse Right to say, oh look, we're we're being good, we're helping oh, people, and yeah. then you get this level of trust that, like, oh well, look, they are actually doing things, or maybe they are like actually like, no, nah, we've just been after these a holes, and they're really good at what they do, and you know, it's one thing to say arrest these people, you know, okay, well, we can kick a door in and put cuffs on people if we feel like it. Most people don't like that kind of activity it's, by their government, just ran because someone asked you to. To kick my door in and arrest me. Yeah. You know, we need proof. We got to build a case. There's got to be evidence. It's, it's it's not as cut and dry as go get these people. Yeah. Now, there might be a bunch of evidence, but that's why we have due process, or we should. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. All right, I think Russia should be doing more about yeah. their hacking issue because obviously tons of hacking comes out of the Russian area and Russia itself. Um, so it'd be really sweet if they figured out how to stymie that and because they haven't been very successful at it or even apparently doing anything about it, people think that they're in cahoots, right? They think, oh, well, the FSB and Revil are just, you know, two hands of the same body, mm -hmm. you know? Um, well, guessing it could be politically motivated to bring this to light. Right. Gotcha. Sure, right. sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good way to, uh, you know, get have a nice scapegoat, get rid of somebody right. that you want to get rid of, um, you know, distract attention from you guys. I mean, you right. just change I mean, the name we, of the group and you we do the same thing right yeah. mm -hmm. we don't we don't go in and take over something Not we as no we as we in as the united states government we've yeah. never done that here they help people that would uh be on our that have the same interests do it and mm -hmm. then we chuck them under the bus <laughs> right <laughs> or if they get busted we're like i don't know that guy <laughs> oh Rebel did the um that meatpacking plant, uh, too. That was yeah. a big one. Yep. And wait, uh, they people, are Revil. And then Revil they went dark victims. for a while. Remember, because they were, they, they were like, we're shutting it down, man. They're getting too close. Apparently, they got real close. So, I mean, just the timeline off the top of my head makes me think that there was some investigation into the Revil group. Yeah. And they were getting close to them, mm -hmm. so they they tried to dark out and maybe they stopped following orders. Okay, maybe cases you don't you don't play the game the way they want, you get too big for your britches, or maybe that was the that was the case. They're they are too powerful of a of a hacking group. 
that the government couldn't control them even if they wanted to. So they just stick them in jail. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's because Joe Biden said, hey, you guys stop it with the hacking. Yeah. Quit being bad. Which is an interesting you know, uh, take on it because <laughs> – Putin tends to just listen to everybody that talks to him, especially yeah. with the United <laughs> States president. Well, he did say please. <laughs> he so. did indeed. <laughs> and I've, well, I mean, would that not be quid pro quo at that point? Because no, he said, hey, why don't you do this? But on the backside, I'm going to give you some good stuff. Oh, I didn't say, he didn't say that. Yeah, just a joke. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, be curious to see what the rest of the people that weren't arrested start their new hacking group. What, what they They'll call probably it. just hack from prison. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They'll call them great connections there. Cell block APT. I don't know. I like that. Here from the lovely black dolphin in Siberia. Jailbirds. (laughs) Yeah. By the way, if you don't know the black dolphin, it's like the most. The black swan. It is no. It is a prison in Russia. I think in Siberia that no one has ever escaped from. Or something like that. Read the Google reviews on it. It's very entertaining. There's Google reviews? <laughs> yeah. They, they, they treat it like it's a B&B. And they're like, oh, I couldn't stop that dog from barking. And the, the bellhop here was very handsy. Very <laughs> handsy. <laughs> All right. Food isn't the greatest. <laughs> I, I bet, yeah. All right. We got a couple things coming up from IT Pro TV. Uh, Webinar-wise, we've got resolutions for your IT career in 2022, uh, expanding your IT experiences and learning new skills. That is Thursday, January 27th with Chris Ward and Adam Gordon. Uh, so head over to itpro.tv slash webinars. You can register for that one. We've also got uh, Blueprint for a Successful Pen Test, uh, Tips and Tricks to Maximize Your Investment. That's taking place in February, February 10th. Uh, that is with Daniel and, and Ben Fink from... Uh, on defend yeah buddy yeah, good friends of ours we've had Indeed. had him on the show here we've had him on other webinars so. ben is a cool dude yeah and, and smart wicked smart wicked smart uh all right and uh and head over to technado.com and you can check out all the latest episodes subscribe send us some some uh mail let us know what you think what what articles we should cover uh who should be our guests and you can also click that big orange button that says sponsored by it pro tv and you can get 30 percent off the lifetime of your personal membership to it pro tv for the lifetime not just for like a month or two for your lifetime no for, for my lifetime oh yeah, so that well, that might be my, shorter than you think. That's my insurance plan. I'm <laughs> like, I got all these people plan. that know. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're they're that's losing thirty percent right. if I'm killed. That's right. So they're just protecting you. You got your own secret service. Yeah, at this they're point. they're looking out for me for that yeah. couple bucks a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saving, but uh, no, it's more than a couple bucks. It's a lot of bucks. So like nine thousand. Um, you know. Yeah, I haven't done the math. bucks. But uh, you can also <laughs> request a team trial and see all the great features available to teams. From IT Pro TV, uh, so check Microsoft that out. Teams, uh, yes, to Microsoft <laughs> Teams. Uh, nothing for Slack. I got nothing for Slack there. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, not here. A couple things for Jabber. Oh, good yeah, to hear. We're still, yeah. still a couple people on good that. Good Jabber sure. community. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much to Chris Kane for joining us uh, from Keysight, and thank you to Wes for filling Absolutely. in. Sure. And Daniel, you're just doing your job, so I'm nothing, not fired. Nothing for yet. you. <laughs> you get to do it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the penalty for a job well done. Yeah, you get to do it again and again, uh, and Wes, don't have to worry about that. Yeah. All right, he could just fill in for me. Everybody thinks I'm him and he's me anyway. That's right. so. But check out Wes on uh, A plus. Yeah, on the on air page. Yeah, you can watch as they record live. So. Definitely look forward to seeing it. A couple weeks, we'll be, we'll, you'll be doing that. Yeah, right? about you're, three weeks. You're gonna wear weeks. pants this time, right? Well, they're, they're optional. Okay. Yeah, we have a podium. That's why we. Have a podium. You, you can only Roger see from that. here up. So. Yeah. Problem is, he's too tall. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. We'll see you guys next week right here on Technado with Don Pizzette. 